Hi, I'm Oshin Lunny, and this is the Siemens Advanta podcast, where we invite you to unlock the full potential of IoT. Every episode, we'll chat with some world-leading experts who can help to make the vision of an optimistic IoT-powered future a reality. Now, the times they are changing, and some of the world's best established companies are moving from a model of competition to cooperation. So today, we are going to explore some incredibly important trends in the area of tech and IoT partnership. And I'm honored to be joined by a pair of partnership rock stars, Cedric Nike and Thomas Sauresik. Cedric is the CEO, Digital Industries, and member of the managing board at Siemens AG. Welcome to the podcast, Cedric. Hi, Eugene. Hi, Thomas. And Thomas is a member of the executive board at SAP SE for SAP Product Engineering. Welcome, Thomas. Hello, and also welcome from my side. Let's start at the beginning. SAP and Siemens have been around for an incredible total of 222 years. So I'd love to discuss what's been happening in the most recent years, and particularly through the pandemic. But first, let's have a personal question. How do you start your day and has this changed during the pandemic? So let's take a, a little detour inside the homes of Thomas and Cedric, starting with yourself, Thomas. How do you start your day? Actually, I kept my habits also during the pandemic. So I started just with a cappuccino. That's how I start my day. And as always, I still continue to wear every day just a white shirt because I think that brings me the energy and also brings me into the working mode. So I continue that one, even though working from home and everything. But I think it's good to have such a habit to start the day. Absolutely. That's a top tip. Uh, I'll, I'll get some more white shirts ready for myself. Excellent. And Cedric, how about your good self? I did the opposite. I'm breaking my routine. I've been, I think, uh, eating uh, Nutella toast, uh, multivitamin juice and uh, kiwi for, I think, the last 30 years. And wow. I had conflicts this morning, so I feel wild. <gasps> Oh my goodness. Okay. All bets are off. Today's going to be crazy. I love it. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> okay. So let's get into some of the tech, some of the great partnership news. And uh, I'd love it if uh, you could tell me a bit about the way in which Siemens and SAP are cooperating. So, you know, obviously this is not a brand new thing. You've been cooperating for a while, but I'd really interesting to know what this means about the future of technology and business. And I'm going to fire that over to you, Cedric. Yeah, I think that the great thing between Thomas ourselves, um, I think we cured SAP and Siemens from the NIHS syndrome, not invented here syndrome, <laughs> um, which basically means that uh, we used to think we can all do it on our own. And mm. the reality is, as we're going to Industry 4.0, we have to find partners. And um, the pandemic has shown us that there's big, big flaws in the existing ecosystems, especially the supply chain. And, and we're thinking, uh, how can we solve this together? So as part of this partnership, example, SAP and Siemens, we're coming together and, and, and we're saying, what does it mean? And I think, Thomas, and you, you can actually comment it, is that we think it's a dream partnership. We're combining the expertise in product lifecycle, supply chain, and asset management like no one else. We're removing the silos which have existed for aeons between engineering, business, and all the different elements. So I think that both Thomas and I, we're sort of doctors trying to say, how can we do things better together than apart? Yeah, no, I can actually fully agree to that. Actually, also we see in this COVID-19 pandemic that we need to bring partnerships together. We see this interconnected world. We see how the supply chain changes, how the requirements for production changes. And here exactly this partnership comes to life because we saw many customers who actually wanted to change their production to produce 
freezing devices, for instance. And to be able to do that, you need a, an amazing engineering system like TeamSend on the one hand side and then connect it with a business application to really have the end-to-end -end digital thread of data in place. And this is where I believe bringing the best of both worlds together is actually a, a great benefit for our joint customers. The single digital threat is the one which convinced me. I mean, you go to an opera, you go to a concert, you're looking for something which takes you through the whole experience. And that's what we want to do. We really want to build this digital threat from real-time information, feedback, performance data, from the product from the cradle to the grave. And we wanted to do this with somebody when we call it from the top floor to the top floor. And uh, um, to be able to connect to the top floor, we connected to SAP. Superb. Cornflakes and silo smashing for breakfast. <laughs> that, that is the breakfast of champions for yeah, sure. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. So it feels like industries of all sizes, many, many different kinds of industries need to think about moving from, as they could be called, ecosystems, this kind of old school competitive mindset to ecosystems where everything is connected and working together as Siemens and SAP are doing now. What do you think are the megatrends or some of the megatrends driving this move to ecosystems and cooperation? I always think that there's two things. There's, of course, COVID-19, but we, we've seen pandemics before and we will see pandemics in the future. I, I think that's less of the bigger, bigger trend. I think the bigger trend is, is that I think we're 7.5 billion people on the planet and we will be 10 billion people on the planet. And um, if everybody would use as much resources as somebody in New York, I mean, look at somebody in Jakarta, they're using 20 times less resources. So this idea of globalization, urbanization, sustainable production has to fundamentally change the industrial production, transform it. We need to have more flexibility. We need to more have resource efficiency. And that's what I think is the mega trend of this age is how do we make sure that we're not abusing the resources we have, but we're using these limited resources. We lose the infinite data we have to sort of use these limited resources in a much more effective and better way. And uh, that's one of the reasons why we need to collaborate to do that. Yeah. And I think just to add to that, if you see the challenges, these peers, if we talk about 10 billion people uh, on this planet, this directly has a correlation to the global environment, to the health To societal challenges. And this forces us to collaborate uh, actually across the regions, across the world to solve these big topics like climate change, which we are facing. And that's only possible by bringing the pieces together. And we also see, you know, trends like the connectivity. If you think about the amount of sensors and 5G now really supporting this. And that if you leverage those kind of technologies for the greater good uh, together, I think this is what we are up to. The technology is there. The applications are there. And I think it's really the time now to bring it all together and, and start the journey. And what I think is also important, that while we talk about the, the biggest challenges of humanity with, uh, with climate change and the likes, it's still that we can start small but have a tremendous impact. And that's what we should not uh, forget. And I think, uh, Oshin, you mentioned it with, with from ecosystem to ecosystems. And I fully agree with that one because I truly believe that this network Of, of networks and, and companies coming together and that we with that also are able to have a different view on what success means for a company. That it's not just the top and the bottom line, uh, but also perhaps the green line, uh, which we get together uh, to solve exactly the mega trend which Cedric was talking about. 100%. I think we do need to collaborate in new ways. Humanity needs to come together as it possibly never has before, because exactly as you were saying there, Cedric, resources are finite, but we have this incredible opportunity with an infinite amount of data to help us fix these problems. And uh, as you say there, Thomas, moving to ecosystems is the way forward. But I, I'd like to come back, Thomas, you made an interesting point there. It's 
so important for industries of all sizes and companies of all sizes to get on board. Now, I, I'm not going to mention the name of one of my favorite uh, sci-fi movies. I would leave that in the imagination of the listeners. But in a typical movie scenario in our heads, there's always some kind of alliance of folks coming together that are working together to fight the bad guys. And I think using this parallel, maybe the new way of companies working together in open cooperation is like such an alliance. And given the megatrends you just mentioned, it seems like an opportunity that companies really need to get on board with ASAP to join the alliance. But I'm wondering, you know, if somebody's listening, they're from a, a company that feels they've been left behind, maybe they're struggling with digital transformation. What can you say to them about how the landscape looks right now and, and how they should be looking at this opportunity? I think certainly uh, the notion around alliances is a big one. And there are actually some of them, uh, like the Open Industry 4.0 Alliance, which works on standards for the interoperability between the systems, which is a key aspect. We have different ecosystems like the Platform Industry 4.0 uh, Initiative or topics to really standardize, to bring basically the various data together. I mean, Cedric was talking about infinite amount of data. And I think this is a very important statement. But what I also do believe is important, we need to make use out of the data. And that means we need to understand the semantics. We need to understand the insights out of all this big data because big data itself is not meaningful. The meaningful activity with the insights we gain to drive actions. This is what we are about. And that's the reason why we need to come together in consortia, in alliances, uh, to work on joint standards. And then everybody will benefit from that. So nobody can do it alone. And this mindset shift in the industry, I think, is super important for all of us. And certainly here, we want to be part of this um, ecosystem to make use out of that. Yeah, totally. And I think you've just touched on a really interesting point, which is the importance of diversity, like a whole diversity of viewpoints. If a company is in a, some kind of an ivory tower and they just have a very non-diverse viewpoint, they're going to miss stuff that's going to trip them up and trip up their business. I spoke to a really interesting guy called Tony Fish recently, and uh, his work has shown that the more diversity you have on boards, in alliances, etc., the more successful and uh, sustainable your business will be. So I think you've really touched upon a great point there. Cedric, there was a study that Siemens Advanta did with HBR Analytic Services, and I think that points to some really interesting opportunities and gaps between where we are and where we need to be in terms of IoT. Do you want to talk to us a bit about the results from that HBR survey? Absolutely. I mean, the, the study basically tells we're at the beginning, right? We're not at the end of this journey. And the idea is, is that nearly three quarters of the respondents, 74%, um, that IoT is actually a competitive differentiator. But um, most of them, 56%, have not moved yet. So everybody sees it but hasn't done anything about it. So people are at the beginning of where they want to go and they don't know where to begin. They need help. So the key thing really is, is how do we understand that there's something big out there? How do we know that people haven't moved there? They want to move and they're asking for help. And they will do it in two ways. And that's why Advanta also did the studies. They will look to people which, which drive them through the adoption and they will look at partnerships or alliances as you want to be able to actually deliver something which delivers them predictable success, which is what people want. Yeah, indeed. It is about improving business outcomes. You know, it's such a, a clear opportunity. But as you say there, there is a gap between uh, the respondents to the survey who know that IoT is an important competitive differentiator and uh, ones who've actually done something about it or been able to mobilize their business uh, towards seizing this opportunity. So maybe to bring this into 
the real world. What are some examples of where it bought exceptional customer value? I'll go over to the U.S. In, in the U.S., Siemens Advanta basically implemented a solution using our um, energy IP um, capabilities in, in, the, in the smart infrastructure space. So I don't know if you know what a manhole is, but these are these big iron uh, slops which are um, on top of these electrical cables, if you want. And they're super dangerous because with the gas decaying from the electric cable, these manholes can explode and put this really heavy metal thing through the air and, and hit somebody. And we said, look, that can't happen. And instead of sending thousands of people and using a lot of CO2 to be able to go through all these manholes, we actually used IoT to do this. We put sensors on each one of the manholes, monitoring the pressure. We build a backend uh, capability, a backend architecture to collect that data and use artificial intelligence to decrease the false positive from 70% to 15%. So this basically meant that the problem we had of thousands and thousands of manholes being potential threats to the population could now, with via IoT being monitored and built through a, a digital backbone. So that's one example. I have a couple of others, but perhaps Thomas, if you, if you want to go for the next one. There are many uh, exciting examples. And just during the pandemic, we see many companies who were capable to, as I mentioned in the beginning, to switch the, the production to freezing devices, to masks and all the others. And this is helping. But we also see companies who really um, together with the with the help on with the amazing automation from Siemens, for instance, on the shop for connecting that, and with that are able to really think differently about what is possible. Connecting really with IoT, uh, the entire production and manufacturing process. And in this case, if you think about DeLonghi, uh, which we all know from coffee, and as you heard in the beginning, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a coffee lover, and for sure. It's an amazing customer who, on the one hand side, uh, really uh, digitized the entire uh, production and manufacturing together with us. And here, really, uh, we're able to change the production uh, to also have basically an individualized and personalized experience, but also think about uh, predictive maintenance for the machines itself. And there are many, many of these aspects where leveraging this sensor data, the IoT data in a smart way, uh, is then also changing the customer experience because that's fundamentally what in the end of the day all these activities bring that you can deliver a different customer experience with personalized goods, with a predictive maintenance, with a different way how to service the customer. And, and that's what we should not forget if we talk about the industry for the road, that the, the outcome is a totally different uh, customer experience which you can generate with it. And Thomas, let me pick perhaps one example which I know is very close to your heart but also mine is the Automotive Alliance, right? That's a collaboration between uh, you and us, together with BMW, Deutsche Telekom, Robert Bosch, ZF Friedrichshafen. There's lots of them, and we want to build an open, scalable network for exchanging data and information in the automotive industry in a very secure and standardized way. The goal we had is to create a common data infrastructure, which stems through the whole value chain. We secure the jobs, we improve the process quality, transparent regarding sustainability, we simplify management or master data. And this is in a cloud environment which is open to all. And that's important because it's called Alliance, so it fits with your theme, Oshin, but it's also really sort of make sure that we're using also this capability to include SMEs because we want to make sure that it's not only the big companies, but also the small companies which can go forward. And we're using the European data ecosystem called Gaia-X. So these are the elements where coming together, we're trying to do good by optimizing complete ecosystems, in this case, the automotive ecosystem. Yeah, and I think this is an exciting alliance because we really will change fundamentally the business processes and, and disrupt them, actually. And this is an exciting topic because if you think about what the various OEMs and suppliers in the automotive sector can do by leveraging that data across all the involved partners, 
then you certainly can think differently about a collaborative quality management, about parts traceability. But if you just always read the news about uh, how many cars need to be actually returned based on any uh, component which has a topic, if you can trace that back to the real beginning, you can shrink that down to the real charge which is really affected. And then you shrink down that process to the real cars which are affected by this malfunction, for instance. And then this is a massive value and a massive improvement. And there you see how we can leverage data in a different way because it's not just a transactional business process between the company, but this is a real living journey and, and the data itself is really crossing. And that's also the reason why it's so important to use standards like GAIX to really secure, to have an open framework and align semantics, align standards and leveraging the best for it. But the opportunity is for sure tremendous. Fantastic. That's absolutely fascinating. And, and uh, just kind of moving up my own personal hierarchy of needs, shall we say, um, let's go up to the top pyramid, which is, of course, beer. Now, I believe there's a really interesting case study involving beer. Yeah, I was waiting for this one. I mean, there's this, this small startup called uh, TrackRap. Um, it's actually a small British machine builder, TrackRap, which uh, has a sustainability packaging concept, right? The nice. idea is, is you're buying these six packs uh, and these are really wrapped with, and it uses plastic and uses energy. And how, mm. how do we make sure that Ocean drinks beer without destroying the environment too much? So that's what they're thinking of. Yes, please. So we, we basically using the technologies um, enabled by engineering and designing and simulating with various machine concepts, we build a digital twin before even building this machine. So we enable wow. TrackRap to reduce 30% of the development cost and build this machine 40% faster. The plan is to use 90% less energy and 70% less material to wrap those things and get them out wow. to you um, so that you can actually drink your Guinness or, or, or alcohol-free <laughs> yes. Guinness in, in peace. So, uh, And that's what we want. I mean, we, we want to use this infinite data and the connection to the real, um, the real world to make things better and more efficient. I love it. I absolutely love it. Take my money, as they say. Yes, 90% more um, environmentally efficient Guinness is, yes, music to my ears. Thank you. Um, so the companies that you both mentioned and the alliance there, the, the Motoring Alliance, they're a fantastic you know, example of the successful use of digitization, digital twins, you know, it's optimizing the production progress, saving the planet as well. Just fantastic. But just coming back a bit, Cedric, you mentioned that a lot of companies are not capturing data and certainly even more are not using it effectively. So I think what this means, in contrast to the companies you've just spoken about, it means that a lot of other companies are at a competitive disadvantage. So what would you say if anyone's listening and they're curious about how they can get started and really take advantage of IoT? What are the first steps? So first one, don't be scared and move fast. And Thomas is, is coming from some engineering. He knows that we went from waterfall development to agile and we went to DevOps. Which, what does mm. it actually mean? It means yeah. scale fast and fail fast. So we need mm. to prove of value, not a proof of concept. In, in the past, we would build a proof of concept. We would try it. We would see what it works. Get help. Get somebody who knows on how to see the value, see where are the biggest elements to go forward, and basically help you close those gaps in multiple steps. Mm. Now, I know, uh, Russian, you're, you're Irish, right? No, you're not English. Yes. Is that correct? Correct. But I'm still going to use London. If you look at the subway map of London, you can always go to Piccadilly Circus, right? Whatever route you take. And this is exactly the same way we're telling you, if you don't know how to go to Piccadilly Circus, i.e. to digitalization, you can find partners such as, in our case, our Advanta environment to help you understand what data do you have, how valuable is it, what are the steps to do it. And instead of trying to build 
sort of an overarching, we do all at once, we can actually do those small elements. And we can actually go forward and do this. And what we need to do, and Thomas and I, so we, we are going to make sure that our software works better together than anything else. Find somebody to help you and start now. So that's my advice. Great advice. Thomas, what say you? I can just echo it. Start small, but start now. Uh, and I think the good piece is there are examples in the world. And as we always talk here about collaboration, I don't shy away to ask for help, to ask for, for reference visits, to look what can be done. And then there are multiple ways to get to the target. And I think the important piece is to get on the journey. And in the end of the day, also here, you will see you will get a lot of help uh, along the way because Everybody in this uh, industry knows if the ecosystem wins, uh, everybody wins. And that's the reason. Don't be scared about the first step. Brilliant. If the ecosystem wins, everybody wins. I love it. I mean, ultimately, the purpose of an ecosystem is for the ecosystem to survive. You know, people don't need to be scared about coming into this cooperation. Um, now, we do have a lot of C-level folks listening to this podcast, which we're hugely grateful for. So if you had any perspective on what C-level folks should be taking away from the significance about this new way of working in an alliance, an open cooperation of companies, what would it be? Starting with yourself, Cedric. So everyone can benefit from an ecosystem, but an ecosystem is also fragile. If you've ever been to a coral reef, you know that it's beautiful, but if people try to take more out of it than they give, that destroys the whole ecosystem. My advice is you need other players to be able to do it. You need SMEs, you need a big corporation, you need startups, you need everybody to play together. But my advice, if you're a C-level, see what the world is out there, try to join an ecosystem and try to move fast. And as a leader, you have to lead and go ahead of your organization because your organization might sometimes be afraid of going in this direction. So my advice is try to find the right ecosystem, try to not only benefit from it, but also benefit the ecosystem itself. But start now. And I mean, from my side, I think it's about really to rethink how market works from seller and buyer paradigms to really collaborative networks. And that also is a huge change of how companies operate, because also with that, you need to rethink how data is used. And I think transparency across the industry networks will be an essential topic for the future. And with that, fundamentally, you can actually reimagine how businesses run. And this is something where I believe this is where we need to look ahead in the future because I think the technology is there. It's unprecedented the amount of speed we have with innovation with regards to the connectivity, with regards to the cloud and all other aspects, which means it's now the time to start to rethink the business in a collaborative fashion and in the end of the day, focus on the customer because the customer expectation and experience will be the key to succeed. And that should be the focus of our activities. Well said. Thank you. And, uh, you know, that's great advice. What would you say are the next steps for any companies who want to catch up, they want to get on board, they want to join an open ecosystem like the ones that SAP and Siemens are pioneering? Thomas, what say you? What's your advice on the next steps? I think the next step is to really start that journey. As we said, reach out to the colleagues, reach out and start working uh, together and then really think about that it's not just about continuous optimization, which is important, but really about the value you generate and the transformational aspect, which what this journey actually might be for you. So Industry 4.0 is a tremendous opportunity. It's not just an urgency. And I believe let's start together. Excellent. And Cedric, how about yourself? What are your sage words to help companies get on board and join an open ecosystem? 
we are federation. We try to bring as many people together to expand our view of the world and do good. This is not a fight against an enemy. This is sort of a collaboration to solve problems. So my take is, is join us, join the ecosystems which exist, bring something in. If we do this, we will all benefit. And in order to live with our limited resources, there's no planet B with our limited resources. We need to use this data and you need to use this data as fast as you can. And what we are trying together with SAP is to bring this data and make sense of this data by synchronizing it and building this digital threat, join this digital threat and become more digital to be able to solve the biggest problems we have. I think that's what we want to do. And that's why we are not an ecosystem, but an ecosystem. Fantastic. There you have it. Get on board the Federation. Save the planet. Save the future. Absolutely brilliant. Inspiring stuff. Thank you to our two partnership pioneers, Cedric Nike from Siemens and Thomas Sauresig from SAP. Listeners, if you enjoyed the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe using your favorite podcast platform and check out the Siemens Advanta and SAP websites for more details about what these two leading companies are doing separately and together. In the upcoming episodes of the Siemens Advanta podcast, we will be discussing more big issues like why IoT is still a people business. See you next time.